This podcast is brought to you by MediShare, affordable and biblical health care sharing. Visit MediShare.com slash unpacking it. You deserve affordable, reliable health care. It's MediShare. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast presented by MediShare. This is the show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're doing awesome. Hope you are excited about 2022. We are thrilled and fired up to be back doing the Unpacking It podcast with, with new guest interviews coming up once or twice a week throughout the year, and we will continue to do our live show on Mondays, the Fantasy Football Fellowship show. We've got one more episode uh, that will drop uh, soon and next week, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, and then we will resume the Fantasy Football Fellowship podcast uh, in the summer. We may do a couple special episodes before that, uh, but then, of course, during the fantasy football season, uh, the Nate Sally Audible Minute is returning, and so we've got a lot of excitement going on here at Unpacking It, and thankful uh, to you uh, for being a listener and supporting our ministry and, and being a part of the Unpacking It community of sports fans following Jesus. All right, so today's guest is Brad Johansson. And I think you're really going to enjoy uh, the conversation that I had with him. It goes in a lot of different directions, and it's it's a very interesting conversation. He's very uh, vulnerable, uh, give you a lot of things to think about. Uh, he's very kind of introspective, even in, in some of the things that he shares. And it was cool, too, some of the threads throughout the conversation, just words that popped up uh, kind of multiple times. So there's kind of a theme so, uh, so you'll 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 hear that, and then I'll I'll discuss it a little bit more uh, at the end of the interview when we come back in studio. But uh, but Brad, he's currently a, an anchor and reporter in Ohio, and he spent over twenty years on the sports side of things. Now he's he's more of a, a general news uh, reporter and anchor. But along the way, he did play-by-play for the Cincinnati Bengals and continues to do play-by-play for CBS Sports Network. And so he does multiple sports, uh, college basketball, I'll ask him about. And and so uh, this guy, awesome career. So we'll talk about his career and moving around the country, different experiences there. And, and then we got to get his thoughts on the Bengals uh, as well. Another just big win against the Chiefs, and then to win the AFC North. Wow. Somewhat surprising, very impressive. But, uh, but we'll get to, to Brad in just a moment. Uh, he'll be joining us on the MediShare guest line. Unpacking It is brought to you by 
MediShare. MediShare provides affordable and biblical health care sharing. And my wife and I, we've used MediShare for over five years. We've been a member of MediShare and they are an innovative healthcare solution for Christians looking to save money without sacrificing on quality. And they're the nation's largest healthcare sharing community. Be sure to check out metashare.com slash unpacking it to figure out if Metashare is the right solution for your family. Well, right now, we are going to welcome on Brad Johansson. Stick around at the end of the conversation. I'll give you my big takeaways. But here we go. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Unpacking it with Bryce Johnson. And joining us now on the MetaShare guest line is Brad Johansson. Since 1983, Brad has been a broadcaster. He's been a TV anchor and reporter and a play-by-play guy in the NFL, college football, college basketball, college baseball, and along the way. He has won 21 Emmy Awards, more than 50 journalism awards. But more importantly, he is a follower of Christ, a husband, and a father of four. Brad. Thanks so much for joining us on Unpacking It. How are you? I am so good. Thanks so much for uh, for letting me join you. I can't wait for the chat. Uh, like I said, I'm I'm not sure I'm worthy of a of a lengthy chat, but we'll see if we can fill some time to make it worthwhile for someone. Absolutely. Well, we'll we'll look to encourage sports fans today. And but before we talk about your your faith journey and and even your 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 broadcasting journey as well. Uh, I, I, I did a little play-by-play in college, so I did football and basketball. But the, the fact that you've done all these different sports from a play-by-play perspective, I'm curious which one is the most fun, which one is the hardest, how have you kind of navigated the different sports and the strategy that it takes for, for, for calling each one? Ali, uh, most fun. I, I, I'm not sure there's anything more fun than that three hours of an NFL game. Uh, when you have no idea what's going to happen from moment to moment that on any given day, something really crazy could happen with these freakish athletes. Um, It's probably the most enjoyable because it's so unscripted, which is Mm. always the most fun of, of play by play. Um, Most difficult. Um, I never attempted hockey, so I'm going to guess that hockey <laughs> would probably be in that because of the speed and the need that you have for precision. Uh, for me, probably the most difficult was always baseball, just because of the time in between. And I, I always believe, for the most part, that in in most of my broadcasts that. It's an analyst game that my job is to set up a guy who really knows the game very well and can kind of take you through that. Baseball can be really fun in in that vein, but if you're in a lull on something like that, it can be very difficult to engage viewers. Um, I think it's all really difficult, which makes it fun because there isn't a script and overcoming the difficulties is is usually, usually the most enjoyable part of it. 
the rhythm to football is nice for a broadcaster because it's it's a quick play and then you pause and you let your analyst go and then and then on to the the next play you set it up so uh that that makes sense and and so the NFL team that that you were closest with of course the Cincinnati Bengals and this this year has been a, a special year for them to to win the AFC North and the the game that we saw this past Sunday was unbelievable to to knock off the the Chiefs so I imagine you still follow Cincinnati, and and so what what have you made of kind of this new era of Bengals football? Uh, it's so easy to see how how much of a difference one person can make, and Joe Burrow is that guy. Mm. Um, he's you know we talk about once in a generation kind of players, and and Joe Burrow is certainly one of those guys, um, both mentally and physically what he brings and what he's able to change because of a culture. Cause we talk about cultures in locker rooms all the time and Joe Burrow has changed that. And he is, he's a spectacular player. And then when you figure out that you've got that spectacular player, obviously the organization's job is how do we surround this guy with people that can make him successful? And I think the Bengals are on the verge of doing that, putting certainly Picking Jamar Chase was a tremendously controversial pick because you got to have a tackle. Get him a tackle. You got to protect Joe Burrow. He's been (laughs) hurt. Why would you pick Jamar Chase? Well, we're finding out Jamar Chase is probably a once in a generation kind of guy. And when people have that chemistry, it makes the difference. Now he's surrounded with so many different offensive weapons. And when guys raise their game, we see it all the time other guys raise their game. And so I think the Bengals could be good for quite a while. Yeah. Well, and, and you talk about Burrow being this, this game changer. What, what about Zach Taylor as a, as a head coach? And, and I always thought Marvin Lewis was underrated and the way that the, the consistency that he had for so many years, but what has he maybe brought to that, that team that, that you've, you've noticed that that's maybe a difference. Well, I, I think that's a situation as well. Certainly when I was there, when Marvin came in, so I was doing the radio play-by-play when Marvin came in, and he drafted Carson Palmer as his first pick when he came in. And and I will tell you that Marvin Lewis completely changed that locker room, completely changed that organization and said, hey, guys, you're not doing things the way things need to be done in the NFL. So things, when Marvin came in, changed drastically in in Bengal days. And I think Zach has been one of those steady, calm, um, stay away from a lot of the headlines. He's been tremendously criticized in his time, and yet he believes in a process. And I think that process takes a long time in playing itself out, especially in an organization that has struggled as much as, as Cincinnati has. It's hard to lock in a culture and I think Zach is kind of taking that to the next level. Absolutely. No, it's, it's, it's been a, a fun turnaround to, to see. And, and the, I mean, I just think about the Ravens as good as they've been, the Steelers, and, and we, we all thought the Browns were going to be great this year. And for the Bengals to be the team that wins that division, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty exciting and, and impressive for sure. Well, Brad, you also uh, you do a lot of college basketball. And, and I know for, for many fans, it's like, oh, it's football, football, football. So college basketball has been going on. And, and now we'll start kind of turning our attention, especially with, with March Madness around the corner. But, but who are some maybe teams that, that you've seen or, or teams that we need to be aware of that have jumped out to you kind of in the early part of the college basketball season? 
this is always the this is always that time of year when uh, when you're not sure. Um, and I love the process of college basketball because mm. the um, I don't get to do a whole lot of games anymore because I sit on the news desk for most of the time. Uh, the the tournament that I did was the uh, the Emerald Coast Classic uh, down in in Destin, Florida, with um, with teams that probably nobody would have paid any attention to. Uh, an LSU team that that came in and said, "Well, this isn't a team." Well, the LSU won the tournament. They played a Wake Forest team picked way at the bottom of their conference, and and Wake Forest has has shown. So I, I'm giving you teams that people are go. You're not talking about guys that can win the national championship, but it, this is a situation now in this time of year mm-hmm. when teams find themselves. Um, Penn State w- was in this tournament where people go, oh my gosh, it's not a basketball school. And it hasn't been a basketball school. The fun of this time of year is finding out how coaches make teams gel and finding out teams that you didn't think going in. I've never been a huge what if guy, so I don't love all the predictions. I wasn't a a huge fan, although I had to spend a ton of time on the NFL draft on Who's going? I just want to play the games. Play the games and let me find out because in what you're doing, all the guessing doesn't mean a whole lot. So I like watching teams grow at this time. I'm I'm not sure I'm necessarily answering your question no, except good. except yeah. for the fact that I love watching teams rise above where everybody thought that they could go, and, and I think that there are so many now especially in what we're dealing with, with NIL and transfer portals and coaches moving on quickly, players deciding this isn't for me, I'm done. It didn't work out the way I wanted it to. To have these teams towards January and February figure out who they really are and players realizing that they had a lot more than what they thought they had because they finally got set with the right coach. They finally got set with the right trainer and teams gel at this point that you wouldn't think in January or February would have any chance. And then we have those Cinderella's arrive in March because of what's being done right now. So I just like watching the process. That's a great perspective. And and also just even hearing the name like Penn State uh, from from a basketball standpoint, I think in today's college basketball, it's so wide open. And, and the way that we saw Baylor win it last year and, and Gonzaga being in the mix the way that they are, it, it is such a wide open sport. And even at the highest, you know, to actually win the championship, which is fun. Um, whereas we know Alabama is going to win in college football every year. <laughs> but um, but so, I, so I do love that. And I'm, I'm actually a Duke fan. So Duke gets to, to be in the mix as well with Coach K's final season. But um, but anyway, that's a great – I love that, that perspective on the process and, and the way teams are really – they're formulating the the run right now, so uh, so that's good stuff. Well, Brad, I, I do want to hear more about your personal story, and especially from a, a faith perspective. And and so, when you look back on, on on your faith journey, what have been some of the the pivotal, whether you know moments or seasons of life where ultimately that that drew you to Jesus, and and then and then since then continuing to choose. To, to follow him? What, what are some of those, those key elements that, that, that jump out to you? 
Um, it probably goes back to the difficulty that I talk about in, in overcoming when you're doing play by play. And, and that's kind of the life thing. I, I mean, I accepted Christ, um, earnestly when I was a teen, probably at 16 years old and had always grown up in, in a church, but I, I hadn't really understood what following Jesus was at that point. Um, and I think I became a huge Bible thumper. Uh, people thought I was probably crazy because I had the light bulb go off for me and I was just really, really seeking. And I had probably decided I wanted to go into play-by-play -play into sports broadcasting when I was in fifth grade and followed that path. And then I was going to go to college and I was going to be in a very secular type of job in doing sports and in working in national television. That was my goal. Um, and yet I was going to be a Christ follower. And I, I think I lost in a lot of ways along that path um, my goal of seeking Jesus. And I was really seeking more of how could I become famous? Uh, how could I be noticed? Um, how could I be popular? How could how could I be the best that people would talk about me? And I think along that journey, I, I lost my way multiple times trying to figure out who I was and whose I was. And it became so much more about me um, that I got off path a, a lot. I've been doing this now almost 40 years, probably 40 years now. And um, the path that I thought that I was going to take isn't anywhere close to the path that I ended up taking because um, I became, I think, very selfish, very self-centered. Um, and I knew where I wanted to go. I knew what it looked like. And what that looked like probably took me off the path of really chasing love and understanding how to love other people and make other people more important than me. Um, and so I, I knew that I was going to be a play-by-play -play guy, but that play-by-play -play stuff ended up taking so much time away from my family mm. that I had to make other decisions about how I was going to continue to work in television and in storytelling. And it's kind of led me to this spot right now where um, I hope that in the moments that I get that I can somehow tell stories that make people say, ah, I'm not alone, or mm. I didn't know, or that makes sense to me. And that's a challenge every day that I go through now. Wow, that's awesome. Well, there's a lot to unpack there. And I know we all wrestle with the selfishness and, and pride, and that's at the core of you know who we are as uh, sinners, uh, essentially. And so how have you, uh, what have you learned, I guess, through that and, and, and wrestling with that and even getting to the point of recognizing, okay, I'm getting off track. My eyes are, are more focused on, on me than, than on, on Jesus. And, and I guess in what ways have you grown or, or what lessons learned can we share with our, our listeners today? Um, I'm still in the process that that process doesn't <laughs> end. I, I think what I was looking for in the beginning was I have a destination. And the destination is to become as fantastic as I can on television or on radio. And 
my destination was wrong. And I missed out on a lot of the journey of uh, understanding people, how we all kind of fit together. Um, and the process that the pain that we inevitably have to go through is part of what makes us who we are that we can share with others. I, I think that if, if we take pain and tell people about our pain and how difficult it's been, we've missed the point unless we're sharing our pain with others so that we can benefit others so mm. that they can understand that there is something beyond that there's a way to get through that. And uh, I think I've, I took so much of it on without sharing in helping mm. that my goal now is our pain is pointless unless we use it to help other people. And that's part of the journey that I'm on now. Wow. I, I like that. Well, uh, as far as your 40-year broadcasting career, it's taken you all over the country. And, and I was looking at all the different states from mm -hmm. Michigan, California, North Carolina, Ohio, Kentucky, Las Vegas. Um, in what ways did moving grow and challenge and, and strengthen your faith? And, 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 and how was it yeah, difficult with the idea of starting over, going to a new place, that kind of thing? Well, I, I mean, I moved a lot when I was young. When you're young, you can do that, and it doesn't matter. I couldn't wait to climb the ladder. So mm. as soon as I would join a job, uh, I'd be looking for the next one. And wow. I think that was part of my problem is that there was always something more. There's always something next. And I think there's something great to that if it's channeled in, in the right way. I think a lot of mine was channeled in a selfish way. But in the moves... I still would like that. I, I'm hmm. coming up on 60 years old and I still have the adventure in me. I'd love to go somewhere else, someplace that I haven't lived, hmm. um, someplace that I haven't seen, something that somebody needs to teach me. And I think in continually moving, I think that that helps us understand that we're all kind of alike in some way, even in different places. I love the idea about moving growing, being challenged, being in a place that I don't know, that mm. I have to learn. I, I love the learning aspect of going somewhere else. Although I hit Cincinnati and I spent 26 years there in, in television because there was always a next rung. And I came to Cincinnati in news after not being able to find a sports job and spent four years in news before I ended up in play-by-play that I had always wanted to do, but didn't have the experience in and had to develop that. And so each rung kind of took me somewhere else. So there was a reason to stay to climb. And then I wanted something else and had to move somewhere else and do something else. And that was always a challenge on the family, on the children, on the wife. And um, there are positives and negatives to it, but I, I am still in my heart coming up on 60, a 20-year-old who's going, really, what else could I do? What else can you teach me? What else can I learn? So I still have that adventure in me, and, and I think it's a positive thing. What does your wife say about that? Uh, my wife is more a homebody. <laughs> gotcha. She balanced she, out. 
She likes things the way they are uh, most days, but she has been my biggest supporter, stood behind me through thick and thin, and uh, couldn't have done nearly any of this w without her grace, her mercy. Um, and, and so it, <laughs> there's you, you've got to adjust, right? It's not just you. So it's figuring all of that out. That's right. Well, so how, how many years have you been married and, and what, kind, what kind of, I guess, stage of life are you guys in right now with your four kids? Um, we're, we're, we just passed 23. Um, two of them are ours, two from a previous marriage. And so I've got, I've got all the way up to 32 um, who's living in Nashville. And my second son is in Atlanta and married and just provided us with our first grandchild who's one year old. Um, wow. And then I've got two left, uh, one that just went to Ohio State, a freshman at Ohio State this year, uh, working in animation. And then a 13, almost 14 year old who is convinced that he is going to play Major League Baseball. So uh -huh. I, I, I'm in that breadth of, uh, of stuff all, all the way from, from the top to the bottom and still trying to figure all of that out with parenting skills. Very cool. No, that's awesome. I was actually going to ask you because I, I guess it was your 13-year-old that you posted on Twitter that, that had this uh, World Series field dirt. So, so tell that? me the story about this. Yeah, he um, – Major League Baseball put out – tweet something to us about what baseball makes you feel like. And he just told me he tweeted it. He didn't ask for any advice. He just talked about – the love of the game, mm. how it humbles you, how you never reach the peak, how you're never perfect, how you have to get back up, um, the feel that you have of being on the field, of being part of a team, of trying to raise people's level. And I was like, wow, this is fantastic. And Major League Baseball tweeted back, we're going to feature your tweet in the World Series. So his tweet got featured, and they put his tweet in a spot in the dugout during the World Series, and then they said, and he was it, over the moon that that happened, but they said, we have another surprise for you, and the surprise came much later when uh, they laminated it, encased it, sent it back to him with a vial of dirt <laughs> from the World Series, and I think my wife was the one who tweeted out, never has a bottle of dirt brought so much oh, joy. And that's what cool. it is for him is, and, and I would say this about him. We never were sure that he was going to be an athlete of any kind, but he, when he decided this is what he wanted to do, all he does is work. And mm -hmm. we know how few people actually make it to major leagues. But when you enjoy the work mm -hmm. and the work becomes part of your love it's no longer quite work it is just part of the process and and i love having a 13 year old who loves the process wow you you've mentioned that word process and journey a couple times and i i think that's there, there's a lot uh to be said about embracing that and oftentimes we don't do that so well um, i think it's because we continue to say i got to get to my destination i got to get to my destination and there really isn't one until mm. it all ends. Mm. And I, so I think the process is part of getting to the destination where we know it's going to be better 
in another world beyond what we see right now, beyond what we understand. So if we can enjoy the process and the pain and the difficulty and saying, instead of why me, say, what am I supposed to learn from this? And that, that's where I am right now when I hit, what do you want to teach me? God, what do you want me to learn from this? And I get to see that in so many people around me that um, I wish I could tell you I have a lot of answers, mm. but I'm in seeking process now of trying to learn. That's cool. No, I, I love that. It, what a great story about your your son. And I'm a big sports collector, and I, you see all my little little uh, trinkets here. But uh, but the idea of, of baseball dirt that's a cool. That's a that's a that's a unique <laughs> item to, to have. I know I don't have that laying around here, so that's that's good stuff. <laughs> um, well, the other thing I was curious too. So you, you've been in you know, all these different cities. You've lived in different cities, and and part of play by play traveling to different cities. Are there any highlights or, or what, what jumps out that you, you mentioned people are the same and, and you find the commonalities in different parts of the country, but, but what are some of the, the unique elements that you experienced along the way? Wow. Um, you deal with it. The first thing that pops up in my head is quite strange that you understand the traffic differences around the country. Huh. Um, <laughs> you're, you're driving distance, you know, right, right now I'm, I move back and forth. So, um, because of where my wife teaches and my son goes to school, I, I, I have more than an hour commute to and from, mm. and uh, I've found the piece of making purpose in wasted time. Mm. So I, I'm learning about audiobooks a lot more now about mm. devotionals now so that the time that we have is is spent in purpose mm. um that's not for a part of a country but it's for a part of a circumstance so yeah i love out west because i love sunshine i, I love sun makes me happy and <laughs> here i am living in in the midwest and it's winter most of the time but the sun oh. makes me happy i like the sun um i like um i like different i like waking up and, and i know a lot of people in the west well i like it because it's always the same it's always sunny but i think there's so much difference in moving back and forth and i like the travel of being in one place and having to go to another place which play by play necessitates um, to get you to a spot where you go, ah, I'm in someone else's world now. And I like that idea of always having to put yourself in someone else's place to try and figure out what they're going through. I love that process. That's a great perspective. That's very, very interesting. And I live in Charlotte. And so we, we get four seasons. So I like, I like that element too. I love when it's cold and it's the winter and I want to put a sweater on and then we know it's hot in the summer and we embrace that. So Lake Norman is one of my favorite and my wife's favorite peaceful places on earth. Oh, great. I'm not too far away. So I've got uh, an uncle that lives on. Bring us Lake on Norman. out. There you go. Come on down. Uh, so you mentioned audiobooks and, and making the most of that, that time in the car. I'm always curious you know, what, what people listen to and, and what, what has been uh, maybe something impactful recently that you've, you've heard, either podcast, audiobook type of thing. I, goodness gracious, you're going to do this to me because I just uh -oh. did a podcast this morning. 
I listened to, uh, for whatever reason, I turned on Bob Goff's yeah. uh, Dream Big podcast this morning. Of um, Bob. With, uh, with Becca Stevens, who runs um, a woman's home, and it's not necessarily a woman's home. She now has 100 places across the country oh, wow. um, w- with people who have been abused, who have been trafficked, mm. and finding places for them. And it's not just for you to stay for here. It, you stay for two years. And I, I was listening to some of the changes, and I... Bob is so down to earth on mm. just loving Best. people. And he kind of within this podcast, which is kind of ancillary, but he says, you know, I, I always loved cows, but I didn't know anything about cows. So I figured I couldn't have cows, but I just got cows. <laughs> All you need is a trailer. So I got cows and now I got eight cows out here and I just go out and, and pet the cows. And I, I oh, realized that sometimes we don't give ourselves permission Mm. because we don't know anything Mm. and the permission's already been given to us. Go ahead and try, go ahead and fail. Um, And I still don't know a whole lot about cows, but I love them Mm. and I got them here. And I think all of us need to give ourselves permission to not be okay. Um, taking me back to one of my interviews with Nightbird, who was on AGT, who came up with a viral song, It's Okay Not to Be Okay. And mm. and I think in this time when we're all searching for, can we go back to normal? We should be searching for how can we make it better? How can we make it better for somebody else? And do we have permission to do something that we really love to do and fail at it and try and figure out how to make it better in the midst of that. And yes, you have permission to do that, but I think we're all living scared. And Mm. that came on top of the devotional that I was reading with Rick Warren this morning Mm. on how we always used to be afraid of shadows when we were kids. And he says, shadows don't hurt us. Mm. And shadows always are bigger than the actual thing that's making them shadows. Mm. So if, if we can stop being afraid of the dark that really doesn't hurt us, take us out into the light to do something that we have permission for, which includes failing once, twice, three times, seven times, mm. then we get a chance to grow and continue my favorite word, I guess, this morning, continue the process. Continue the process, man. Well, let, let's end it right there. We brought it full circle. And, and even that's cool to hear just how you, you read a devotional with Rick Warren, listen to a podcast, Bob Goff, and God, God opens your mind to connect the dots and the Holy Spirit works within you to do that. So I, lo- I love when that happens. It happens often, uh, which is which is cool. So, Brad, great to, to meet you and, and have you on unpacking it today and, and, and really appreciate you sharing some stories and sharing uh, part of your journey with us. And, and thanks for, for being open and honest and, and appreciate the time. Well, I, I can't thank you enough for what you're doing and continuing to do in, uh, in sharing his message with so many different people. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. There's Brad Johansson joining us here on Unpacking It, presented by MediShare. Sharing the personal side of sports, this is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Brad. And I got three things to 
discuss a little bit further, unpack a little bit more. And the, the, the first, the, you know, the word process that, that came up a, a few times and journey goes, goes with that as well. And the reality is we are all in process. So we can either embrace that and lean into it or, you know, I don't know, avoid it or try to not understand it. But everything's a process. It really is. And, and most importantly, our process in becoming more like Jesus, which is called sanctification, and that's the fancy term for it. But, but when we decide to follow Jesus and give our life, lives to him and you know, seek after him, we're going to become more like him. It doesn't happen overnight, but it's a process. We, we, we get changed uh, from the inside out. And so our, our mind begins to change. Our desires change. Our perspectives change. And so it's a process. And, and then the other thing, you know, you think about process and kind of what Brad was talking about. Sometimes pain is a part of the process. And we know that God uses trials, pain, suffering to grow us, change us, and, and help us depend on him and, and forces us to depend on him most of the time, right? We can either try to do it in our own strength that we're going to fail or we choose to depend on him. And so those painful opportunities uh, are actually opportunities. Those, those are opportunities for us to experience God in a powerful way. And, and so we can embrace the process of growth, the process of life, and start to finish, right? I'm watching my, my little daughters grow, and so I'm seeing that, that growth process pretty rapidly. Like just to think a few months ago, I was holding Maddie's hand going down the slide, and now she's going you know, on her belly feet first. Um, I don't think she's gone head first yet. <laughs> if she has, it hasn't been with me. Um, but, but you see that in front of us. And so sometimes we don't realize the process that we're in ourselves. Um, but when we lean into it, I think it, it helps us not get so frustrated about our circumstances. Hey, it's part of the process, part of the journey. I'm in the middle of the journey. Um, and then what he was talking about too, which is really good. You know, we're always about the destination. And we get so focused on that that we miss out on some of the enjoyment, the joy, the lessons, the you know, epiphanies, the revelations along the journey, along the, 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 the process, through the process, right? So, um, and I think we got to give ourselves patience and be patient as we trust God, as we wait in the journey, in the process when things aren't, they haven't arrived yet or we haven't you know, gotten to the what we think is the destination, and oftentimes even what we thought was the destination actually isn't, and it is more about the process. So it's a lot. There's a lot there. I liked it. I liked the conversation uh, and some of the things that that Brad brought up. And the the second thing I was going to mention was what he was talking about with Bob Goff. And I love Bob Goff. I actually had an opportunity. I heard him speak one time. Met him afterward. He was great. Had a fun picture with him and Jody, my wife. Uh, so that was cool. So. Brad was talking about the podcast he was he was listening to. And, and I do think we all hold ourselves back. Like, we can blame other people or circumstances for why we're not doing certain things or we buy the lie that, oh, yeah, I could never do that. I could never pursue that. Oh, yeah, forget about that. When, if we're, if, if God has given us a desire from him 
and we have this interest, this intrigue, we got to pursue it. We got to go for it. We got to take the step of faith. And and too often we are we're we're bound in by limitations, and it's, it's disappointing. Uh, we think ah no nah, that's that's never going to change. I'm never going to change. Uh, I would never get that opportunity, or eh, I don't think that door will ever op- open up, or ah eh, that's too unrealistic. And sure, you know there are crazy ideas that that we need to just let go and you know move on. But I think there, there, there are a lot of things in us that keep popping up, keep coming back. You're like, man, I'm really drawn to that. I'm really interested in that. Yeah, I've talked about wanting to do that for a long time. Well, do it. It's time. You know, sometimes we've got to wait for the Lord and wait in his timing. And sometimes uh, he's saying, hey, it's time. Go for it. And we're, well, but oh, I don't know if I, I don't know. Is it sure? Are you sure it's time? And then we talk ourselves out of it and we hold ourselves back. And so sometimes we got to go for it. That was the other thing, and and then, you know, I understand his story too. You know, TV guys, radio guys. I was, I was, I went the radio direction, and now I'm, I'm, I'm landed on the podcast side of things. But there's a lot of selfishness. There's a lot of okay, the next job, the next opportunity, more listeners, more viewers. How are people viewing me? So I resonated with that. I understood what he was saying. But the reality is, we all battle selfishness and pride. And it's so good for Brad to recognize that, to work through some of that. And so we all have to bring that that baggage, you know, before the Lord and ask him to to change us and reveal to us, you know, what we need to do and and again, be aware of, oh wow, yeah, I'm I'm chasing that next opportunity and that's out of pride. That's my own selfish desires. So even going back to the last topic I was talking about, are those God's desires or our desires? But if they're God's desires for us, yeah, we got to go for it. Trust him, his strength, his direction, uh, his power, and, and that sort of thing. But when we try to, yeah, I just want to do this for myself. I want to make more money. I want more people to see me. You know, those types of things. We, we all have some form of that. We're missing out on the, the humility and the surrender to following Jesus, his plan, what's best for us, and, and, and becoming more like him servant-minded, other people-minded, filled with love, filled with grace, versus filled with pride. If we're filled up with pride and it's all about me, it's all about me, where does that lead us? Not very far. I mean, even if it does, even if it takes you to the top, quote-unquote, those people are miserable and lonely and because it's all about them. They've burned bridges along the way, and you know we, we know the stories on, on that side of things. But I think in, in you and you know all of us, you just have to evaluate that. Wow, yeah, I got I got a lot of selfishness. And I see this in my own life, you know, with marriage. It's just a continual challenge. Am I putting my wife, you know, before myself? Am I putting my girls before myself, my daughters? Um, and so it's like, man, yeah, I got a lot of selfishness. Wow, yeah, I'm I'm being I'm being selfish here. Um, and asking God for forgiveness, asking God for strength, and seeking humility. And, and seeking his, uh, his plan for us and, and allowing his scripture to uh, you know, meditate on that, infiltrate our hearts, and, and come to mind when we face those situations so that we are more aware. Oh, wow, yeah. What is, is my career just all about me? Or is my career for God, with God, and I'm not neglecting other people, loving people along the way? Uh, versus, you know, many people get caught up in their career and it's like, I don't care who's in my way, I'm running them over. So that, <laughs> that's an issue too. 
So hopefully there's something in there for for you to to be encouraged. That that's just kind of my my takeaway, my my thoughts. Um, those are my takeaways, my thoughts based on some of the topics that came up with Brad Johansson. But my thanks to Brad for for being willing to come on the show. I think he had a show like right after, probably going on TV. So, so we caught him right before it. Actually, now that I think about it, if you're you you may be listening to the podcast, you haven't watched the video. I think he's the first guy to ever wear a tie on our show. So way to go, Brad. First tie guy. TV guys, they still got the tie. Can't spell TV without tie, right? Or something, I don't know. But uh, probably makeup, too. Maybe the first, first guy with makeup. I don't know if he had makeup on. Maybe that was after. But might be the first guy with makeup on our show. Yeah, that's interesting, too. One of my favorite, on a quick side note, then we'll wrap up. One of my favorite This Is Sports Center commercials, Dan Patrick, Kurt, uh, Keith Olbermann, Dan Patrick, Keith Olbermann, and they're in the the makeup. They're they're putting their own makeup on, and one of them I can't even remember who asks, uh, "How's my rouge?" or "Hey, you need a little more rouge?" something like that. I'm, I'm doing this off the top of my head, but uh, it's just hilarious. What a great commercial! So Google that Dan Patrick Keith Olbermann uh, makeup scene. And they're putting they're putting rouge, whatever that is. Uh, gosh, that's good stuff. All right, there you go. That's the Unpacking the Podcast presented by MetaShare. I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast presented by MetaShare. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.